Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Welcome to... Happy Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you sound really happy about happy it. Happy Saturday. There you go. Welcome to episode 12, Look Up List of Death by Southwest. Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie Murphy. How's uh, How's your Saturday? It's going. It's going pretty well. It's very nice out. It's 72 degrees today versus what? Two days ago, it was snowing. Snowing. How A fair s- amount of snow. We got over an inch. That's insane. Yeah. Over sent, 24 hours. I sent a picture to Jason and he was like, does that, is that normal? I was like, no, I can't even remember the last time. It, it didn't snow last year at all. The most, it typically, at least that I can recall lately, has snowed in the past handful of years is flurries that immediately go away when they hit the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This like collected some stuff. Sure did. Yeah. It was, it was exciting. I liked it. Um, yeah, I guess that's the most exciting thing that's really happened right now. Anything else exciting in life? Um, eating seaweed, mm. dried seaweed. My favorite. Very Is healthy. it really? Yeah, I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not my favorite, but it's here, so I'll have it. I love it. Yeah, we're at my house today. I like it. We're always somewhere different recording. Yeah. Yet we've like almost never recorded in the actual recording studio. I don't think we have for this podcast. No, we tried to, but the dogs were super annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for this, so this is look up list 12, as we said for Stephanie Murphy and, uh, oh, I know what I want to say. I want to, I wanted to apologize because the Stephanie Murphy episode came out on Tuesday and we release episodes on Monday and that is my fault. I got, um, jammed up with a little bit of extra work last weekend and trying to edit and get the bonus episode out and then the edit and getting the actual episode out, it took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to. And, um, and it just wasn't possible. And so sometimes life happens and we will try to make sure it doesn't ever happen again. It probably will, but I'm going to say for the most part, my goal is to always have the episode out regularly on Mondays. And we had a couple people message us and be like, what are you guys? Okay. Where's the episode? which actually was really nice. I think it's maybe every once in a while we should put it out on Tuesday. <laughs> they were waiting with bated breath. <laughs> that's, that's that's true. Um, no, we, we will not do that to you guys. I mean, I, I love the fact that people are waiting for it. That feels so exciting and wonderful. Um, so I just wanted to actually apologize formally to anyone who was waiting and wondering where it was. Um, that will... The next episode is almost already done being edited. It will absolutely be out this Monday and every episode after that for the foreseeable future. So um, for this bonus episode, Jenna actually did, you know, the lookup lists are always yours. My questions. You tend to do the majority of the looking up. Right. But they're always your questions. But Jenna did the majority of the looking up for this one. So she's going to be guiding this, steering this ship for us today. Um, I only have one or two things to add, so I'm going to pass the baton over to you and let you take over. I'm excited to act as I'm excited to act as the listener. Today. I think you're over talking this because you're still going to read stuff. It's not the same as like when <laughs> I, I know the whole story and you don't. But yes, uh, fine. So we had asked a question, or I had asked a question about um, you know because there's a lot of terms and words and like DNA that I know in general what they mean. But if you get down to like the nitty gritty, what does it actually mean? And so I think at some point we had talked about, gosh, how do jurors 
know all the technical language that comes up in a courtroom. Right. And so I looked up um, our jurors actually educated prior to them sitting on trial. Um, and what I found is that all jurors supposedly um, who are serving in the United States district courts are provided a uh, handbook and that can vary the handbook I guess varies uh, state by state but the purpose of the handbook is to acquaint trial jurors with the general nature and importance of their role as jurors Um, and it explains some of the language and procedures used in court and offers some suggestions helpful to jurors in performing this important public service and so I looked at um, now I'm hearing myself say I'm a lot (laughs) (laughs) The table of contents, and it's a long one, but it has things such as length of service, the compensation, if any, that they'll get, the attire, uh, what disqualifies a juror, the types Mm. of cases, uh, the verdict of jurors. Evidence. Evidence. Yeah, that's an important one because I... That's where I feel like we've we've stumbled sometimes during these... DNA is obviously the first thing that comes to mind, but even, you know, how long until you file a missing persons report or, or when you're doing a, a forensic investigation of a house, what are you looking for? And yep. things like that, that, you know, I know I, I'm drawing a blank, but I know we've come across plenty of terms where I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? Mm. Well, you gave specific examples there, DNA forensic investigation. Yeah. And I think that either falls there, probably both in some cases under the evidence and then under terms jurors will hear in court. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. And I also liked the last one in, and this was specific, this table of contents was specific to New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, Tips for coping after jury duty. So I thought that was interesting. What do you think that means? I don't know, because there could be some residual emotional effects, mental emotional effects on the jurors. If it was a challenging case for them to hear, there's like Mm. tough evidence or pieces of evidence visually or yeah think about like um being a juror in a case like i'm trying to think like um the first example is that show your honor on what is that hbo showtime showtime and you know the the the, like guy who plays the italian mobster guy i can't think of his name is you know, want, am I saying this right or wrong? Am I remembering this correctly? Like well, he's wanting, going. he's wanting, they like, let me start over here. Okay. When it's a serious case, let's say, and a powerful person might be involved and they want to sway, you know, you hear about that in movies. I don't know if that actually happens in real life, but you, but they want to sway the jury. They want to buy off jurors to, to change their vote or they threaten them to change their vote is not the right fucking word. Well, what it, it, it's the right word for this case, okay. for this scenario, scenario that we're talking about. And also, I think those are two separate things. Of course, any lawyer or person on the defendant side wants to sway the juror, juror to not guilty, but paying them off is a whole nother right, level. Right, right. They're trying to sway them in the courtroom, but I mean outside that. Jury oh, yeah. tampering. Jury tampering. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing that came to mind is is that it could be very... I guess I didn't give my full thought, but it could be stressful to be a juror in a, in a high profile or serious case like that because, you know, again, I'm going straight out of the movies, but I feel like I've seen movies and I can't think of a specific one, A Time to Kill maybe, or I don't know where the defendant 
is, you know, a powerful person who's like, let's get, you know, we have to get in touch with the, which eat. Let's with, blackmail them. Yeah, or let's, exactly. Right. Thank you. And that I'm would not be, being very clear. That would be, so this one has tips for coping after the jury. So I thought maybe based on what you just said, it would be helpful to have tips to cope during, during the trial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being a juror in a case like, a, like, let's say you were in the OJ Simpson trial and you know, you can't like talk to anybody. You're living in a, I, I think that's right. You're like living in a hotel room. You can't like communicate. They cut you off from, well, these days it would be social media and internet. I don't know what it was from talking to your friends, family, colleagues about the case or news in general. Like, right. and I guess like, how do they monitor that? They try to uh, keep you uh, closed off from all outside sources as much as possible. I'm sure things get through, but uh, still, yeah, it's That'd be stressful. Yeah, and I don't think you get paid much. What is it, like twenty five dollars a day or something to be? I don't know because I've never done it. Me either. I've never been asked to. I don't know. I if feel you... offended by that. Oh, I've never even gotten a, a jur- I've never even gotten like a what? Do you get a letter in the mail? Yeah. Do you <sighs> vote? Are you registered to vote? Yeah. Maybe not in this state, but that still wouldn't explain. That's previously. true. I was in Georgia. Hmm, that's Never weird. Some people get it a lot. Like dad's gotten it a lot. Michael's yeah. gotten it a fair amount. I want to be asked. Yeah. Ultimately, though, I think it sounds like it could be in theory more fun than it is. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Most things are. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's good to know. Maybe we'll get a, a do they have a copy of that handbook online that you can view? Yes, I downloaded it. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll post a few little snippets of yeah. it. Interesting. Yep. Should I go on to the next one? Please do. Okay, so we talked about Continental Airlines because that's what Steph- that's the airline Stephanie Murphy was a flight attendant with. Correct. correct? Yeah. Yep. And I had said, and you answered this, so I had said, is Continental Airlines still around? And I think you knew the answer was no. I think I just guessed. Okay. If I'm being totally honest. Well, it is no. Um, okay. It stopped operating under its own name in 2012. Continental Airlines became United Airlines. Oh, really? Which, which I actually don't have written there, but yeah, yes, you do. It's you it. said uh, it says after a merger with United. Oh, Airlines. okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. There we go. Um, so Continental Airlines was a, a large former U.S.-based airline that served North American and overseas destinations via hubs mainly in New York, Cleveland, Ohio. New York, New York, Cleveland, Ohio, and Houston, Texas, mm. and Guam. Random. Yeah. And then it merged with American Airlines after it ceased its operations under its own name in 2012. United Airlines. What did I say? American. <laughs> wow. Okay. After a merger with United Airlines uh, when it ceased operations under its own name in 2012. And then, of course, because I'm fascinated with um, plane crashes, mm-hmm. I just looked up between the time it was started, 1945, and the time it ceased operating under its own name, 2012, there were three crashes with fatalities. So Mm. pretty major ones. One was, I think, I don't want to say only four fatalities, but compared to like the 40 or the 30 in the other two. um, At first, I saw like seven or 10 or 11 listed under crashes on the Wikipedia site. Mm. But then you got that's just like when things have gone wrong, things have fallen off the plane, malfunction, or mm. even just injuries of um, ground patrol. Oh. So when I looked closer, not that it was that hard, but yeah, there were three crashes with significant fatalities between 
1945 and 2012. Interesting. I would, I, you are, I, I think you've mentioned that before, but if you haven't, just for listeners, Jenna is um, respectfully fascinated with uh, plane crashes. And it's because I'm t- I, like most people, but it's one of my kind of the one top three like fear, death fears that stand out in my mind. Oh. Everyone's afraid. Yeah. Well, now I need to know the other two tornado, house fire, plane crash. I did not know that. I've said that to you. I think I probably said it to you doesn't matter no, i don't expect anyone to remember that of course there's a million other scary ways to die Spiders. there's just yeah but that's not a death thing okay like so like michael's is like middle of the ocean death of course that sounds awful and terrifying just the ones that pop up like your primary the, my ones. primary ones i'm not even saying they would be worse than burning alive or what sure you know, there any just, any death thing is horrible yeah it okay, just okay so tornado house fire and plane crash plane crash i think i don't know i've never actually thought about this i know what one of mine is for sure if you could that's a really big question to ask you to guess on no oh um i am fascinated by sharks but no um intruder home Uh home invasion okay that's my biggest 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 one yeah Home invasion. Uh, and I'd have to think if I had to come up with two others. I didn't like set out to think it one day. Right. I just over the years, like as a kid, I was very terrified of fires. And I realized as an adult, as I bought my own house and this and that, I always wanted to make sure the fire alarms would work. And then when they started mm. going off at all hours and Michael wanted to take them out, I was like, no, we can't. You know, oh, yeah, so, I like, mine out. certain things like that. Again, they just stick in the front of my mind. Okay. But it also, fa- like, being burned alive doesn't fascinate me or being caught. Yeah, I like to watch tornado stuff too, but airplanes the most. I had another, bef- you were saying something and I had a question, but then I asked you what your other two death things were. So you were, Jesus Christ, cat. Huh? Daddy. You were saying... You were telling the listeners that if they don't know, I might have said something, but that I'm respectfully um, very interested. Oh, that's right. In plane crashes. Okay. So what? before we were talking about the scary death things, I was going to say you are fascinated with plane crashes. And do you know anyone who's been in a plane crash? Mm-mm. N- nor do I. Um and this may be insensitive. I don't mean it insensitively. But if any listeners um, know know someone who's been in a, in a plane crash yeah, and want to share, yeah, or have experienced a plane crash and survived themselves, yep. I mean, it would be. I, I'm not super fascinated with plane crashes, but I would be interested to know. And I know you are, so that would be that would be kind of an interesting thing to to hear about. I sure would. And if anyone needs recommendations on things to watch with really stellar. Stellar, as in visually stellar, mm-hmm. remakings of plane crashes, mm-hmm. or even documentaries. They're just fascinating and terrifying. Yeah. Reach out to me, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so the next one. We mentioned, why did we mention this? Give me the sense of place on this. I mean, I know it's Albuquerque. Yeah, I think it was just a, Oh, it was a just cool, a fun fact. A fun fact, something interesting. So the American International Rattlesnake Museum, and I think you basically said what it was. Um, it's in Old Town, Albuquerque. And this museum houses the world's largest collection of different species of live rattlesnakes. 
oh. and other snakes. Okay, by so the way. that's a big distinction because when I told this fact, you we said, weren't sure if it, they were live or not. Or ta- you, yeah, so you said like taxidermy yep. snakes, and I said, yeah, probably. So I didn't know that they're live. Oh, and cool. one review which I don't have here, but one I read some reviews, and one review said. Uh, not only rattlesnakes but a bunch of different kind of snakes or species of snakes mm-hmm. and spiders oh um i thought this was interesting so it's a the largest the world's largest collection of different hmm. species of live rattlesnakes and other snakes and aims to correct common reptilian misconceptions oh i guess that general people have which i don't I don't know what those might be. Well, I think people are generally um, turned off by reptiles more than other mm-hmm. types of They just assume creatures. they're all kind of maybe poisonous or going to harm them. Or, or creepy or scary. Yeah. I like snakes. I love reptiles. I have no problem with them. I had iguanas growing up. I like snakes. I mean, I don't want to run into yeah. one in the wild, Ooh. but they don't really bother me. I like tarantulas, although smaller spiders, I'm not hugely crazy about but i still won't kill them yeah i'd get the shivers with a tarantula you know i've seen a handful but i know logically and i can recall in those moments that they're not going to harm me they're not dangerous i don't want them crawling on me though no but that's that is something that that maybe people don't know about arizona is there are so when i think of tarantulas i think of like the home alone tarantula or i worked in a pet Mm. store in chicago like tarantulas are pets no 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 tarantulas are in the wild here oh yeah i saw i mean i've seen a handful and most recently, I think, well, not that recent, but maybe five years ago, on dad's garage, I saw two crawling up. Oh. Yeah. I remember mom called me one when she was alive. She called me one day and said, I mean, I don't know why I had to say that. I was going to say, did she call you from the dead? <laughs> she called me when she was alive and uh, she said, oh, I had the worst night last night. And I was like, oh, why? What happened? And she said, I woke up in the middle of the night to like get a glass of milk and Zoe, her cat, was staring at the wall and I looked at the wall and there was a giant tarantula on there and I was like, oh my God, what'd you do? She said, I took my sandal and I smashed it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, mom, that's that's terrible. I get, I would never. I don't like to kill insects. Also, sometimes you got to do what you got to do if you got to go back to bed. I would sleep on the couch and close my bedroom door. And put a towel under it until the next day and I could usher it outside. Are you kidding me? Killing that? I'm just saying that was too big of an insect to kill. Yeah, it's like like a crime scene. Oh my god! It also could have been in the dark. It could have been, and these aren't poisonous or harmful either, but they jump. No, she's she's seen those. I've seen those. But um, a wolf spider. They're big and furry. Not quite as big. They're lighter color. We have those in Georgia. They bounce they yeah, jump they're Ugh. very big no i would never kill a tarantula it's so mean i was so mad at her Ugh. anyways okay anyways the re- okay so i'm just copied and pasted one review from TripAdvisor mm-hmm. uh from a year ago march of 22 from a woman named valaya i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong mm-hmm. uh and she says it's a wonderful place to visit the snakes are live ones in case you were wondering which i guess we were Uh, There's a great variety of them. And I thought this was really important because I don't really like to go to zoos. I have obviously problems with uh, using animals as entertainment. And I don't necessarily think all zoos or animal habitats are using them as entertainment, even though they can be entertaining for humans. I think they can be dual things like where they're being saved and repopulated. But anyways, it says uh, there's a great variety of the snakes. All of them look healthy and well taken care of, which is nice to see. There's so much more, too, such as a large collection of curios. I don't know what that means. 
Uh, the owner is nice and friendly, and I'd highly recommend a visit. Yeah, curios. What does that mean? Like oddities? A rare, unusual, or intriguing object. Yeah, oddities. Yeah, so, and I've read, that's just one review. I've read many, and almost everyone said it was worth the either money or the you know time it took them to drive there from wherever. Cool. Um, I'd like to go now. And it seemed, it, I mean, I don't know if this is weird to say, but it seemed like it was quite a local business. As in, sure, it's in Albuquerque, but you know, she references the owner is nice and friendly. A lot of the reviews reference the owner or the owner and their spouse, as in their personal like family like, business. Yeah, thank you, family business. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to see it too. Me too. Okay, so the next one I'm going to read, and it is, we actually cut this out of the episode. So I guess we don't have to do it, but I think it's interesting, so I want to include it. So we had, there was a, I think we cut it out of the episode, but there was a quote. I was talking about how, you know what? Mm. I think we left it in the episode. You know what I cut out of the episode? Our conversation about it. Mm. I think so that we I said the phrase I think I said the quote that that Stephanie's sister said she loves to travel she's as comfortable at home with her two cats as she is riding a camel in China and then we proceeded to be like camel in China like and is I that wonder really the place and like, now I wonder camels does did she actually ride a camel well once you read this I don't know it's like that'd be interesting if she did because mm. I don't know but but I either way I cut out our conversation about that because sometimes Truthfully, we record these episodes, they end up being two hours and we cut them down to one hour. So, uh, but Jenna did look up, are there camels in China? And found that there are approximately 600 surviving in China and 450 in Mongolia. The majority of these very shy animals, which makes me want to like hang out with them, Mm. um, live in a place called, I'm going to say it probably wrong, but Gashan Gobi. the Gashin Gobi Desert in China and in the southwestern area of the Mongolian Gobi. The wild camel has a special place in evolutionary history. There are remnants of herds which crossed from the Arizona desert in North America over the Bering Strait land bridge three to four million years ago. Wow. I know. Trust me. I want to look deep. That's like a deeper wow. dive. But I just thought it was so interesting about Arizona and then the, the Bering Strait desert. and transferred continents essentially that's so it it it, my brain um that it has trouble grasping that that concept uh but that's really interesting and then you also have on here double humped even toed so what does that mean like they have even toes on each foot okay so these wild camels are double humped so you know some camels have one hump some have two so these have two and even toed i had to look that up so they're even toed ungulates so ungulates is just a large um refers to a large mammal with hooves and so even toed ungulates um bear weight equally on two of their five toes and they specify the third and the fourth there's also odd toed ungulates which are like horses or rhinos interesting i love rhinos yeah i watched a video of them yesterday yeah they're pretty cool Wow, interesting. Um, and this is, I think, important to say, camel. These wild camels are critically endangered species as of 2002. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, rhinos are too. I don't know if they're. Ugh. They, I know they are based on what I saw last night. But yeah, 
Yeah, what did it's, you watch last? Don't tell me. I don't want to know what well, you watched last Well, it was lovely. Night. It was actually that um, Eugene Levy oh. in somewhere in Africa, and he was going to a rhinoceros uh, sanctuary where you know they a lot of poaching of rhinos. Yeah, and so they saved the babies, and then he oh. bottle fed them. They are so cute, though. Oh. They run up like little tanks, and oh. they take their big bottles. Remind me of Izzy. Yeah, they're so cute. Uh, it's it awful super yeah sad i can't watch stuff i wish i could but i can't watch stuff like that uh okay well that was interesting and sad <laughs> this is all this look up list if i do it all over the place here. all over the place <laughs> all right the you, the last one is uh no i have one more after this oh i'm sorry yeah you go you do this one though wait which is the one the roswell ufo oh i don't have that on my thing i do oh so i do my first one uh-huh. Okay, so we had, or you had mentioned all the, a fair amount of weird, wonky laws in New Mexico in general. Yep. And so I started kind of researching that, and then I came across, I narrowed it down to Albuquerque, because that's where the the murder takes place with Stephanie Murphy. Um, and these are weird laws. And from everything I could tell, and I looked at various sites, they're real. Okay, let's hear him. <laughs> so no spitting in public. So spitting in public is illegal, which, okay. That might be true in a lot of places. Really? Well, I once, I think I told you, spit my gum, which I get this wasn't like the smartest thing, but it wasn't the worst, most egregious act ever. Um, I spit my gum on a rooftop bar. I kind of spit it down. Yeah, and that's more than spit. But yeah, they kicked me out of the bar. Not that I got I remember, arrested, I but... I remember you telling me that. I remember yeah. you telling me that. That seems... I mean, like, so if there's a police officer and I spit on the sidewalk, he's going to arrest me? Well, think about it. Like, Mark would be in jail immediately. Well, like, how many people... Spit. Spit out the car window, like, yeah. hawk a little loogie or yeah. something. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure that's not, like, what the police force of Albuquerque is really out for. Right. But they could. This sure. is saying they could potentially uh, cite you for it. Yeah. Um, it's against the law to trip a horse. <laughs> it should be. I don't... I wouldn't... I agree with that one. <laughs> how do you trip a horse? Uh, I'd imagine similarly to how you trip a person. You stick something in front of it when it's, like, walking quickly. Or hit their back little knees or whatever. Yeah. That's mean because a horse can trip... If a horse trips, they can easily break, break a, leg. a leg. and then they're done for. Yeah. I agree with this law. I stand by you, Albuquerque. Do you also know cow tipping? This is different because cows, when they sleep standing up, apparently, you can tip them over. Uh-huh. It just I'm, made me think of that. I've never done it, but I, I, did, I remember hearing about that in Chicago. There's mm-hmm. a fair amount of cows out there. It's illegal to sing the national or state anthem incorrectly. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't throw anything onto the field during an athletic event. I bet that's... That seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. Yeah. This one, I, I really... It's hard for me to believe it's true. Okay. It's really hard for me. And if it is, I really don't like it because also like with the expanding outside of a binary of men and women, it's like also even if it was just men and women. Anyways, it's illegal for women to have hairy armpits in public. Uh, Yeah. That's just stupid. It's stupid. I mean, look, I don't like a hairy armpit. Also, I don't like more laws on women and their bodies than need be. Like women should be able to have hairy anything. Any any person should be able to have hairy anything as long so as it's stupid. not like growing onto the person next and touching to you. them. Yeah, exactly. Then you just pull it back. Right. Exactly. Also, like 
This is a dumb law in general, but now my brain's like, well, what if they don't have access to a razor? Like, of course. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So stupid. Um, It's illegal to give glue to a child without their parents' consent, which I get it. Glue is, it can be, you can huff it. It's really going to impact crafts in kindergarten classes. Yeah, they. I think now they have that non-toxic glue. Oh, okay. So maybe they should have specified that. This is interesting. It's illegal to bet on horse races in Albuquerque, which that's fine. I'm glad. Honestly, I support that because, again, I don't necessarily support animals for entertainment. Mm. And also horse races here in Tucson are going on right now. Yep. Yep. Popular. And uh, I don't want to think about that. Um, It's illegal to dance with a sombrero on. Seems really odd. Why? I don't know. Are they saying like that's cultural appropriation, so you shouldn't do that? But then they should list a million things. Right. It's like maybe I'm just wearing a funny sombrero. I don't well, know. Then it, well, then it would need to say it's illegal to dance with a sombrero on if you're white. Yeah. Or black. Or anything. Or like it's illegal to. Um, well, if you're if you're um, Latino or Mexican, then what you're allowed to, or it's still illegal for you. That seems that seems insane. It'd be well, like I'm Jewish and I can't dance around with a yarmulke on. Right. Or I'm not Greek, so I can't wear a toga. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Seems ridiculous. And then the last one, which I think is like, duh, illegal for cab drivers to reach out and pull customers in. <laughs> so kidnapping? Right. <laughs> like, okay, well, good on you, Albuquerque. You've really like navigated Whoa. that one. Really made it a safer place for everyone. Horses I mean, I, and people who might get grabbed into a cab. Jesus, and hairy armpits. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, those are very weird. That's That was good. You picked out some of the weird... Are those some of the weirdest ones you came across? Yeah. Those are very weird. And uh, now I'm really interested to see, like, are there any weird laws in Tucson? Oh, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I know there's like a weird... Uh, I can't remember where it is now. Like in... Arkansas, let's say. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, one of the Central America states, it's like illegal to own four dildos. You can own three. <laughs> you can't own four. How would that ever be enforced? I think it would have to be you are already being, your home is being searched because you did something else and illegal and charge. they just want to yeah. tap on another charge. Well, that's what it feels, the spitting one. It's like yeah. you did something and they just really want to up it. Oh, well, he also spit. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Oh, that's my favorite little lookup list thing that I've had. I think we've had so far. That's really interesting. It's weird. Uh, so the last one, and I'll be brief about it, but we talked about, I think in the fun facts, I said the Roswell UFO incident is you know, one of the most widely talked about UFO incidents ever. And, and that's it. I didn't say anything else. And I was like, that's all I have to say. And you were like, well, that's a fact. And then we just moved on. (laughs) Is this connected to area 51? I think so. I believe so. Yes. Um, So the, the town of Roswell, New Mexico is famous for the alleged UFO incident that occurred in 1947. It, I think this is exactly what I said in the episode. It has sparked decades of conspiracy theories. It remains a topic of debate among among UFOologists, which is a cool word. Wow. Yeah. And so I said that and then we and then we were just like, okay, cool, let's move on. So I wanted to just explain it a little bit more. So the incident centers on the recovery of mundane metallic and rubber debris from a military balloon that crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. 
Several decades later, conspiracy conspiracy theories began claiming that the debris was actually from a flying saucer and that the truth had been covered up by the U.S. government. Hmm. Um, On July 8th, 1947, so I'm going, I went forward in time, now I'm going back in time. On July 8th, 1947, Roswell Army Airfield issued a press release stating that they had recovered a flying disc. The Army quickly retracted the statement and said instead that the crashed object was a conventional weather balloon. And it wasn't until the late 1970s that there was a lot more discussion around it. I'm going to go back and say that part Mm -hmm. again. Um, That there was a lot more discussion around it and conspiracy theories began popping up claiming that the debris was actually from a flying saucer and the U.S. government had been covering it up. Um, And also in the late 1970s, retired Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel in an interview with UFOologist Stanton Friedman said that he believed the debris he retrieved was extraterrestrial. Um, UFOologist, UFOologist, it's a weird, interesting word to say, um, began promoting a variety of increasingly elaborate theories, claiming that one or more alien spacecraft had crash landed and that the extraterrestrial occupants had been recovered by the military Hmm. and then the military covered them up. So conspiracy theories about this persist even today, and it continues to be a a real um, incident of interest in popular media. I mean, you know, didn't you just hear about it in like Canada? Oh, well, yeah, all of that. The Chinese spy balloon? Of course, of course. But I mean, Roswell specifically is, you know, like there was even that whole TV show on like the CW or something, Roswell with Sherry Appleby. And it was like, that's been a while now. That has been a while. I'm (laughs) aging myself. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) But either Um, which way, Roswell, whether or not there's new things, I think Roswell will always be known for that because I've never been, but I hear like the main drag is like, ufo heavy you know it's like kitschy it is there's there's you know little alien gift shops and this and that that. yeah it's it's really interesting so um today the incident is described as the world's most famous most exhaustively investigated and most thoroughly debunked ufo claim but Hmm. you know who knows i don't know but i do like roswell i think you would really like it be a fun place to go to we should do like a little new mexico tour we should do um, white sands white sands and then monday's episode is las cruces and then roswell and albuquerque it'd be, it'd be kind of fun uh that's it that's all we got i i guess i meant to say this in the beginning now i'm hearing people outside so i'm gonna say it now after the fact that we are we have the front door open because it's a beautiful day so if you've heard lots of chirping birds or i think there are some kids skateboarding outside right now perhaps um, we apologize for the background noise, but it was just too nice of a day to keep the door closed. So, especially after that snow day two yeah. days ago, <laughs> snow day, yeah. So uh, that's that's it. That's it for our lookup list. We will leave you with UFOs and weird Albuquerque laws, and say thank you so much for listening. And our episode on Monday will be out on Monday. And. Uh, Ooh, I know what I, I found a saying that I like. Oh. So you, you say you vote, you, I don't say it on this one. No, but on the regular episodes, you say good night and good luck. Yeah. You said that from the very first time we ever did even a practice episode. And then also I love how you say hug your loved ones. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know what I was watching or listening to or something the other day. And, uh, 
And I saw something that said, keep it creepy. And I liked that. You think You're going to have to fact check that because I feel like that's someone else's on like morbid or something. Morbid. And it's I something lo- creepy, isn't it? No, morbid. And um, my favorite murder. Weirdos. What, they say something weird. Like, okay. Stay weird and don't yeah. get murdered. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. I think is my favorite murder. And I don't like that crime one. junkie or morbid. They say something okay we will fact check it but i i don't know i thought it wasn't on a podcast i just saw i saw it on a t-shirt or something keep Keep it it creepy creepy. and i I liked it i I like it too because in one of the early episodes you said like i'm creepy i like creepy things i do yeah and weird things and also make sure you don't spit in public yeah if you're in albuquerque especially probably a lot of places (laughs) also tucson apparently (laughs) okay well that's it happy saturday guys we will be back and talk to you on monday Night-night. Bye. Bye.